everyone and welcome to another edition of Christina's Chat and Chew. It is October the 24th. Thanks to everyone who listened to my first episode, provided me with great feedback, great recommendations, great suggestions. That was a start of what I have planned. So as you all continue to listen, the podcast will continue to evolve and get better. I'll cover a number of different topics, have a number of different guests. So feel free to send me a DM, text, give me a call. Let me know if it's somebody you want to hear from, if it's something you want me to cover. So far, so good. It's been a lot of fun. Today, I am very, very, very excited because I have David Harper. So my brother has taught me about myself, I guess. I know that sounds weird, but pretty much how I engage with people, whether it be at work, whether it be with with, with friends, with family. A lot of people know that I'm a little gangster. I got that from my brother, but he literally was and is the world's best big brother. So had to have him on one of the first podcasts. Hey, Dave. Yo, what's up, Chris? Thanks for, thanks for hanging out with your little sister tonight. <laughs> it's exciting for me. Oh, it's a, a treat for me as well. Oh, the sarcasm. I want to do something a little different with you. I also did not tell you what the topic was going to be tonight because I just kind of wanted to play around, ask you a couple different questions, see how well I know you, let listeners get to know you a lot more. So, you ready for this? Okay. All right. So, the Redskins had a big win this Sunday. Man, it was a, it was a cool game, back and forth, typical Redskins-Cowboys affair you kind of never know what to expect what was your expression and reaction when they the cowboys kicked the field goal that did not quite make it in and the redskins took the victory well i was surprised he missed it he seemed like a pretty good kicker even though i know he's like a first year guy he seemed like a pretty good kicker from what i've been seeing so i was somewhat surprised he missed it but i knew it was a long field goal a lot of pressure but it was what it was. Redskins always seem like they want to control the game and let the team, other teams still stick in it and give themselves a chance to lose or give the other team a chance to win. I was sitting here just like everybody else on the edge of their seat, whether if we was going to find a way to lose it or we was going to win the game. The refs helped us out a little bit, so I don't got no complaints. What's our record this year? Uh, I think they're 4-2 right now. 4-2. and two. I'll take it. Yeah, definitely. Let's take a step back, bro. And I want to hear, for my entertainment purposes, but really I want the listeners to get a sense of our relationship and our dynamic and a sense of who I am as a person through you. What was it like to grow up with me, the coolest person on the planet, as your little sister in the same house? Like, that had to be amazing. Oh, Chris. That had to be amazing. Jeez. There was no pain greater (laughs) than having to endure you as a little sister. Oh my God. Chris, when I say you're a handful, <laughs> you're every bit of a handful. Oh man. All right. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to edit this out because <laughs> I don't think they're telling the truth. Honestly, I don't. <laughs> Chris, that's not what the conversation is about. <laughs> you just you just can't sit back and think, I'll keep this, I'll edit that just because you don't like what you hear. <laughs> Podcast is about keeping it real. And that's true. And I pride myself on that. However, I just do not think that that was your experience. Therefore, I'm going to use my professional judgment to rule this out so that I don't taint my listeners. I mean, Chris, naturally, we had some good times because I'm, <laughs> I'm a great guy, you know. 
as far as your contributions to this, <laughs> they were few and far between. <laughs> All right. Woo, moving right along. So, random questions. I'm just going to keep pulling them. What event, what event in history would you like to go back and witness? Man, a Redskins Super Bowl would be nice. <laughs> Never going to happen. You know, some choice like a Muhammad Ali fight, maybe. Mm. Uh, I'm feeling you on the Muhammad. I am. When he was when he was slick talking and you know Red doing talking. his thing, you know, like a Michael Max Michael Max speech would have been tight. So on that same vein, do you think me and some of my friends had this conversation? Do you think that you would be like you would have been like a freedom fighter or like one of those people who were actually out and about and on the front lines, knowing good and god darn well that they could be hosed or like the dogs could be sick on them or thrown in jail? Do you think that you would have been one of those types? who literally paved the way for everyone else? Or do you think that if, let's say, the actual civil rights movement was happening right now, it kind of is one with our president, but that's a different conversation. But I mean, mm-hmm. the, when you had your your Malcolm X, your Martin Luther King, and they're, they're literally fighting injustice on, on such a large scale that you would be out on the front lines and doing all you can and putting all your personal resources toward that cause. I mean, I want to say that I would be, of course. The way they were facing it was so direct. It wasn't passive-aggressive or anything like now. It was kind of like straight up in your face and disrespectful. I would think so, but you can say the same as to an extent going on now. It's, it's a lot of passive-aggressive mm-hmm. um, disrespect. But back then, I would want to say I would be because it would be way too much to just sit back and watch. If you had to live in a TV show, what TV show would that be and why? Like in a sitcom or something like that? David, just a TV show. It could be a, a murder mystery. It could be whatever you want it to be. What's funny about that question is nowadays... Unless you're kind of going off the cusp, the fucking animated show or something. We kind of do live in TV now. I think it's geared towards the current setting. For example, I keep thinking of, for some reason, I thought about Insecure. But it's like, mm. I do live in, it's like I do live in Insecure. I'm just not in California. The setting is nothing different from everyday life. But back something to like your, a, your point, though, I think that's just a really good yeah, nod to like Issa Rae and the creators of that show because that just is a testament of, of such great content that literally on the East Coast, never lived in California, they literally portray so much of, of the African-American experience. What it is that could be like that 20 to 40 year old range. <laughs> and they just show how lit it is. But at the same time, you got Issa Rae, Molly, they all going through their little stuff at work or whatever. It just really shows this generation. Through it all, we're going to go out. We're going to get turned. We're going to get lit. We're going to have our, our dude, our girl, whatever it is. Life goes on like there's going to be a silver lining. Just enjoy your 20s and 30s. So along the lines of the first question, if you could relive any moment in your life, what would that moment be? I don't know. I had a lot of good moments. If I could relive any moment, maybe my, my birth? high school prom. I know. It'll be my birth. The day our parents came home with me. Luckily, I don't even remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, for real, it, it might be my prom. I feel like my prom was such a blur. Uh, were you intoxicated or inebriated in any way? I was highly intoxicated and inebriated. <laughs> Shout out to Friendly High School, class of 2004. I thought it was very important to have you on so early last week's episode we had ikea green on and we talked about everything from career to personal life 
to Kim, yay, and all things in between. There are so many situations and times where I'll literally be at work and I'll call you, text you like, hey, bro, I'm about to go into this type of situation. You know, what should I do? Or you'll have to give me a pep talk. Here's some advice. I kind of wanted to step back and just hear from you. What's the best piece of advice that you've ever received? This is a twofold question. And then at the same time, how do you continue to just be so confident like every day in your life now the best advice i think i ever received was secondhand or third party but i was there to hear it kind of registered a little eavesdropping huh a little bit pretty much our dad who else right but our dad back or our grandmother lived house on leona street mm. so um, this is really old advice yeah, but I want to say he was talking to Monty or something. No, Monty's our something. cousin, guys. Cousin Monty. She said something. I guess to the other on the lines that she was scared to ask whoever she needed to ask. And my dad pretty much was like, well, you might as well because the worst they can say is no. That always kind of resonated with me. Like, it sounds so simple, but you shouldn't be scared to do anything, take any shot. You shouldn't care what people say. Or the worst they can do is say they don't approve or they don't agree or nothing stops moving. You know, it's not the end of the world. That advice... Even though we were young, when I heard it, it went a long way with me. That's actually ironic because recently I was on, I think, Instagram. Not sure if I was on Pinterest or what. And I saw one of those like memes with just all words. So I don't even know if that's considered a meme. But anyways, basically the advice was break up those negative thoughts. Instead of going into a situation and thinking, well, they're going to say no. What if they say yes? What if nobody's thinking the same way that you're thinking and that the outcome is exactly what you want. And it was challenging people to just break up those negative thoughts and those negative expectations and just think about whenever you start thinking, well, if they start, if they say no, just think, well, if they said yes, would I do it? How would I continue to live my life? So that sounds like great advice. I guess the other piece that I want you to touch on this is how are you so confident all the time? You don't ever seem like you're scared of anything. You don't ever seem like you're you're doubting yourself. You just always just exude like confidence. And that's one thing that I always admired about you. And I always hope that I'm like that. Like when I'm in meetings or whatever it is that I'm just like, I don't, I don't really give a crap about what you think about me right now. Like here's what I got to say because so many other people are like that. And I love the fact that you're just so confident. Well, that's not the case. And that's how you feel it comes across. That's definitely not the case. But just try to, I guess, keep my head high, hell high and go about whatever I need to go about. What piece of advice would you tell your younger self? I mean, I would pretty much tell my younger self just to be patient and stick with whatever you want to do in life and, and, and go all out on it. A couple things I might tell my younger self. I mean, I might tell my younger self not to go to college. Ooh, like, let's, yeah, let's I, go there. Why? To an extent, I feel like college is the institutionalized ripoffs. You can invest enough into it, and it can pay off for you. Well, the big and the biggest factor with that is, of course, education is cool, knowledge is power, but loans, student loans, are crippling if not careful. And if you you aren't using college or the benefits that you receive from college to your to your best abilities or, or to the abilities in order to help you out, then it's really no point to have it. A lot of the people who went straight into the workforce, they gained valuable experience as far as years in their trade, years in their job. So they, they gained tenure. A lot of people coming out of college get a hard realization that most employers want experience. You don't have experience, they kind of make you 
scratch and claw for everything as if you don't even have you know a degree or you know you feel like you should be entitled to more because of your degree create a plan and think of everything from a larger scale or on a larger scale from a different perspective like it just it just doesn't have to be graduate has force yourself to college just because you think that's the traditional way to do things it's two things I want to piggyback on from what you just said. The first is that your ass said knowledge is power. Like, wasn't that a cartoon or something when we were little? <laughs> that was a that was a slogan <laughs> or a thing. All right. Last week we talked a lot about just kind of breaking down those generational ideas and thoughts about how things will run, and I think that it, that's important that you highlighted that because one of the things that I think about is that I want to give my children options, right? I think a lot of how we were taught was you go to college, you get a good job, you know, you buy a house, just kind of like an order that you follow, right? But then if you look at get the name of like that Facebook movie, Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook. He dropped out of college. I was watching, if you, listeners, if you do not know by now from the first episode, I know this is only the second, but I love YouTube. I love YouTube. I'm always on YouTube, but I also like to watch TED Talks and just different videos. And then I'll start on one video and just go to the different suggested videos. But I was watching a video or reading an article. I don't know. My whole life is content overload. But it was a girl talking about how in high school, she knew she wanted to create her own company and her parents thought she was crazy. But now she's like not even 25, multimillionaire. I believe she's Asian American, but she herself knew that there was another option. So I think that that's important for us to talk about is for so many of us, we think that we have to move in one direction. And while the college experience is different for so many people, you may have student loans, you may not, but a lot of times people find themselves out of college, not in the job that they thought they would be, or not in the field that they even went to college for. It's highlighted the, the idea about options, because will you be okay without a college degree? Probably. On the other hand, it's how you utilize college. Throughout college, I interned a bunch of different times, and I ended up landing well, but I would lie if I didn't say that I was not unemployed at a period of time, and I couldn't find a job, and my brother was there to hold me down. And help me out and make sure I had money in my pocket and that sort of thing. I think it's important to let your kids know that there's different options and they can go to the, the road less travel as long as they're following what they want to do and following their dream and their own aspirations for their own life. So Dave, what was your thoughts when you heard that I was going to start a podcast? Uh, I was excited. I thought it could be cool. You know, I knew that we got a lot to say and people want to hear and you have some interesting friends or people in your life who are quite interesting and got a lot to say. So I was excited when you said you wanted to start a podcast. And what was your thought when I asked you to <laughs> to be on my podcast? Oh, well, naturally, I was excited about that as well. I definitely wanted to be on it. Definitely wanted to be a part of it. I think it's a really cool idea. It's easy, but it's not easy. Mm. Well, you know, people people just think you sit around and talk and cut and dry. Bam, now you got a podcast. And to some extent, that's the case. But a lot of that goes into it. Planning, of course, the editing, the content. You, you got to make sure that you are keeping everything live, fresh, 
content is about something. So speaking of content, is there anything that we can help you with that we'll see coming down the production pipeline on your end? Any resources that we should pull together that you want to talk about before we close this thing out? Definitely want anyone looking to buy a vehicle to come holler at me. And how can they get in touch with you? They can come to Kia Bowie and ask for Dave. So the listeners got a good sense of who you are, but two months left in 2018. What do you hope to accomplish, see, do in 2018 in the remaining two months? Man, I hope to make a lot of money, do everything that I would like to do, you know, kind of when I want to do it. I don't have any pressing plans or things I've been sitting around feeling like I want to do, but just want to be able to enjoy these two months to the best of my ability. If, if at any point I feel like I want to up and do something, I don't feel like I want any restrictions stopping. Okay, and what's your plans for 2019? The same. Continue to, as the kids say these days, live my best life. Of course, get really would like to get like a, a business going. I, I've been saying it for years. Been saying it way too long for nothing to happen. It's, it's about that time to jump out there and take some risks. 2019, I plan to do everything in my mind's eye. If I want to have fun, I'm going to have fun. If I want to, or when I want to work for myself, I'm going to jump out there and work for myself. That's actually pretty cool that you even said that because about three years ago, our cousin Diamond gave me the book, The Alchemist. I started reading it. Must have put it down, forgot all about it. On Monday, I was flying out to Chicago, and I thought, let me grab that book. I had heard more recently of people talking about it, and I always had that on my list of I'll get around to it. And so I just started all over on my flight to Chicago, and then I finished on my flight home from Chicago on yesterday. And it's back to how you ended, Dave. And it seems like you're you're following that personal passion trying to figure out what your treasure is and that your life is is just bringing you to that point. So my prayer for you is that you launch that business, that you do what your heart desires. And it's like the old saying, once you do what you love, you never work again. And I want all of my listeners, I want you especially to be able to do what you love so that you never work again. And at the same time, just like in The Alchemist, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but one of the things that was always noted was that it's written. Your life's journey is always written for you. It's up to you to find it. So whatever that is, it's written and it's in you because it impacts the greater good of the community, of the world. But at the same time, it gives you that sense of fulfillment. You can't cut it off. You can't ignore it. And even if you get distracted for a second, that journey is always going to keep bubbling up inside of you. So that is a good book recommendation. And also, I think that that's a healthy way to end this conversation. Dave, I'm so happy that you decided to join me. It was a pleasure to have you on. I'm thrilled that you had me. (laughs) (laughs) You should be thrilled because typically, um, I don't know. I, I was trying to think of something mean. I couldn't think of anything that fast. So, but no, nah, though, I am. I'm, I'm very happy that you had me on. We kind of pulled it off off the jailway, jailhouse. Yeah, show. right. Yeah, but it was it was cool. Can't wait to get in studio with you and actually toast you in person. Ooh, toast me in person. Well, thank you, Dave. So, like the first podcast, we are going to end this in prayer. 
Father God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for bringing me to this opportunity to execute what is a part of my life's journey, and that's the podcast. And again, be a, be a place where ideas are fostered, where I can connect people and continue to push the needle forward for progress, not just for myself, not just for my family, not just for my friends, but for complete strangers to impact the greater good of my community and then also walk into my kingdom purpose and do what is a God idea and continue to promote who I know to be my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I'm glad my brother was on. This is a great second episode. And of course, I want to hear your feedback. Hit me up on Instagram. Hit me up on Twitter at Tina Wiener, T-I-N-A-W-I-I-N-A. And a fun fact I got that from my grandmother who's been calling me that since birth. So thanks again for tuning into another episode of Christina's Chat and Chew. Catch me next week on Thursday and have a good day. Love you. Bye.